Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah Most gracious, most merciful Islam universe Universality and equality The principle of equality In dealing with people of different colors Socioeconomic status and cultures Is absent from the dominant ideologies of today's world. Indian society has suffered from a rigidly applied caste system for many centuries. Some people are looked at as gods, avatars, while others are treated little better than slaves. Although Christianity has seldom been applied as a system for living, It contains among its contemporary teachings doctrines that can be viewed as discriminatory. The Talmud, the basis of contemporary Judaism, considers the Jews to be privileged over all other people, the Gentiles. The list could be expanded to include the communist slogan of equality, all people are equal, than never practiced, which in reality means that some are more equal than others. Capitalism, as applied in several Western societies, is the communist slogan of equality, all people are equal, never practiced, which in reality means that some are more equal than others. Capitalism, as applied in several Western societies, is not geared theoretically to establishing equality since it encourages division between the rich and the poor. Socialism, which is, or which in theory is supposed to ameliorate the excesses of capitalism and communism, successfully highlighted the inherent weakness of communism and capitalism not geared theoretically to establishing equality since it encourages division between the rich and the poor. Socialism, <coughs> socialism, which is, or which in theory is supposed to ameliorate the excesses of capitalism and communism successfully highlighted the inherent weaknesses of communism and capitalism, yet could not prove itself as a more viable alternative. Of all the existing ideological systems, only Islam remains the only option that appeals to all because it respects the rights of all people and regards regards all humans as members of one nation living under God, Allah, in peace and harmony in spite of their many differences. Historical and contemporary evidence stand as witness to the non-negotiable Islamic equality. 1. Christianity and Equality In this section, I will examine some of the teachings of Christianity in order to determine if such views could appeal to all people regardless of their differences. To be objective, reference will be made to the Book of Christianity, the Bible, to document whether the message of Christ, peace be upon him, was for the world or limited in time and space to his people, the Israelites. Hence, it does not have universal or a universal appeal. According to Matthew, the message Jesus, peace be upon him, received was limited to one nation, 
Jesus, peace be upon him, stated clearly in his instructions to his disciples that they were not to spread the message beyond the tribes of Israel. Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any town of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew chapter 10 verses 5 and 6. Another incident narrated about Jesus, peace be upon him, further illustrates the point in a question. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demons' possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was not sent. I was sent. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Again, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 26. And these biblical excerpts, Jesus, peace be upon him, has clearly stated that his message was to be spread among the people of Israel only and not to the people of all nations. However, as a Muslim who believes that Jesus Christ was a great messenger of Allah, I am convinced that Jesus never said the underlined quote from the Bible, Matthew 15, 26. Hill and Cheadle, 1996, mentioned that colored people have been mistreated throughout the history of people of Europe, your descendants. Western European tradition has generally segregated blacks and throughout history, moving the roles and contributions into the background or omitting them completely. Though the prophets of God can never preach hatred or discrimination, the continuous additions to the Bible by different groups to manipulate its teachings for their own interest, some passages denote discriminatory sense. And Mediam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he has married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. This is found in Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. Such excerpts from the Old Testament might explain the discriminatory treatment against the Jews of an African origin in the state of Israel. The feeling of discrimination among the African Christian American led to the reactionary feeling of some predominant Afro-American clergy. Again, such excerpts from the Old Testament might explain the discriminatory treatment against the Jews of an African origin in the colonized state of in the colonized Palestine of the Israelis or the Zionists. This is a much better way of putting it. It's not the state of Israel. The feeling of discrimination among the African Christian American led to the reactionary feeling 
of some predominant Afro-American clergy. On Good Friday, 1993, Archbishop George Augustus Stallings, J.R. of Washington, D.C., burned an image of a white Jesus in the street as he proclaimed its historical inaccuracy. Jesus was an Afro, Asiatic Jew. To realize the extent the level of criticism in the world's most powerful country, there are around 327 white supremacy groups in the U.S. Two, the Jewish position towards other nations. As we will see in this section, the true unashamedly discriminatory nature of Judaism means that it cannot be nominated as a universal system for all humankind to follow. Despite its nature, or perhaps even because of it, the Jewish lobby is very powerful and plays a very effective role in shaping U.S. foreign policy, especially those in, in, the, uh, in the Zionist interests who are occupying Palestine. The Jewish Book of Guidance, <coughs> the Talmud, the preeminent authority for the Jews, 11 ranks them above all other people. <coughs> Again, the Jewish Book of Guidance, the Talmud, the preeminent authority for the Jews, uh, uh, 11, I think, ranks them above all other people. Jews are considered to be the chosen people of God. They are supreme, and the multitude, Gentile, non-Jewish, surrounding them are considered unclean and subhumans. The reason the Jews claim selected by God and the Gentiles as clean is that the Jews were present at Mount Sinai, but Gentiles were not. When the serpent came into Eve, he infused when the serpent came into Eve, he infused filthy lust into her. When Israel stood in Sinai, that lust was eliminated. But the lust of idolaters who did not stand on Sinai, who did not stand on Sinai, did not cease. Abdu Zara 22. Let's look in the Zohar where the Jewish rabbis interpreted the verse from Genesis. Now the serpent is more subtle than any beast of the field. Their interpretation is more subtle, that is, towards evil than all the beasts, that is, the idolatrous people of the earth. For they are the children of the ancient serpent which seduced Eve. Zohar 1. 28 verse 28 as a matter of fact non-jews gentiles whether christians buddhists or hindus are not considered equal to the jews in any way the jewish doctrine regards them as if they were non-humans the following excerpt from the talmud would make anyone puzzle over the way they disparage other people a gentile Oh, is not a neighbor in the sense 
of reciprocating and being responsible for damages caused by his negligence, nor does he watch over his cattle. Even the best Gentile laws were too crude to admit of reciprocity. Beck 13. See how this conflicts with the true sense of justice in the Quran. O you who believe, stand out firmly for Allah. Witness injustice, and let not the hatred of others make you depart from justice. Be just, that is nearer to piety, and fear Allah, for Allah is well acquainted with all that you do. Quran chapter 5 verse 8. Christians and other non-Jews called heathens in the Talmud were not exempted from the hatred and the distrust of the Jews. Let's listen to this. Where a suit arises between an Israelite, where a suit arises between an Israelite and a heathen, if you can satisfy the former according to the laws of Israel, justify him and say, "This is our law." So also if you can justify him by the law of the heathens, justify him and say to the other party, this is your law. But if this cannot be done, we use uh, subterfuges to circumvent them. Baba Kama, page 113. The Jewish Encyclopedia summarizes opinions of the sages about this law by stating, the Mishnah declares that if a Gentile sues an Israelite, the verdict is for the defendant. If the Israelite is a plaintiff, he obtains full damages. There are numerous citations in the Talmud where non-Jews are considered dirty or unworthy of living. It goes to the extent that such people are not even worthy of being accepted in their religion, even if they so desired. In fact, the Talmud prohibits under the threat of death the teaching of the Torah, Torah to any Gentile. Hence, the Talmud prohibited the teachings to a Gentile of the Torah. The inheritance of the congregation of Jacob al-Jonan declares if one dared to do so, such a person deserved death. Certainly, such a system with its extreme discriminatory nature was not designed to be a universal way of life. Many Israeli leaders do not value the lives of non-Jewish people. Menachem Begin's response to the world outrage over massacre in Sabra and Shatila refuge camps in Lebanon is reflective of this attitude. Goyim, meaning Gentiles, are killing Goyim and they came to hang the Jews. Some might say that current Judaism is not built on such racial or, uh, or radical or racial ideas. Let's listen to the defense of the leading Israeli authorities as to what they have done in Lebanon. One is really stunned by the Talmudic manner in which they spoke. An example of this was seen in the way Begin arrogantly informed the Americans about the massacre he had committed. We have no duty to explain our actions to others, only to ourselves. That's what he said. In other words, the Jew is above criticism by a Gentile. Observing the occupying Zionist policies against the Palestinians reveals the real nature of the extreme brutality and hatred they have against children, women, and helpless old people. Israeli officials 
have become candid in their uh, rejection of the Gentiles' law when not favoring the Jews. After the decision by the International Court of Justice that construction of the partition wall was against the international law, Yusuf Lapid, Israeli's justice minister, told the state-controlled radio on July 10, 2004, that Israel, Israel would pay attention to the ruling of the Hague-based ICJ. We will heed the ruling of our super court not the ruling of ICJ. This is the typical Talmudic Zionist view of contempt for everything non-Jewish. The whole world is always wrong. The tens of UN resolutions condemning Israel are not fair. The many uh, bloody and inhuman massacres in Palestinian camps are just for self-defense. Bombing UN-run refugee camps and killing indiscriminately is a Zionist right. Mistreating and even constant killings of journalists and peace activists are just unintended mistakes. This attitude is not confined to politicians. Moshe, uh, uh, Moshe, uh, Antelman of Rehovot, Israeli, uh, uh, Israel, a rabbi and a chemist, developed a bullet containing pork fat. Uh, Antilman, a rabbi and chemist, developed the lard-laden ammo for use against devout Muslims who believe any contact with pig flesh robs the soul of its chance to enter paradise. The good rabbi has offered his innovation to West Bank settlers and he also hopes to, in- to interest the uh, Pentagon in this uh, refined form of military pork. The Zionist nature of hatred for other nations and the complex sense of superiority have led them to direct their guns to their closest allies, the Americans, and kill many soldiers as exemplified by their savage attack on the American Navy ship Liberty in midday. In an interview with the prominent Jewish-American thinker and MIT linguist, Professor Noam Chomsky responded to a question about the Jewish view of other people by saying if you go back to traditional Jewish culture in either Eastern Europe or North Africa being a Christian a non-Jew was a different species below the level of Jews for example Jewish doctors are not supposed to treat non-Jews unless Jews can uh, gain uh, can gain by it so uh, minimites so Memonides could be the the doctor. So Memonides could be the doctor for the Sultan because Jews would gain by it, but not otherwise. When the following question was addressed to Chomsky, is this canonic? Is this canonical or a cultural tradition? He said it's in the Halakha, the rabbinic tradition. There is plenty of stuff like this. They, the Jews, were on the one hand. An oppressed minority, but on the other hand, very racist. The racism carried over when they became in an oppressed majority. The preceding section focused on the Jewish views or view of other nations. The author de- depended heavily on Judaic sources that have left doubt that discriminating against other people was an ideological and religious duty of Zionist Jews. 
since jewishness is only inherited other people of any nation can never be part of it other people are excluded and can never be part of that narrow system that favors jews over all other nations for no reason but because they are jews three the socio-religious system of hinduism in this section we will see that just uh, as its racist doctrines exclude judaism from being nominated as a candidate for the universal way of life so too does hinduism eliminate itself from consideration consideration for precisely the same reason racism Hinduism is built around a racist apparatus incorporating a discriminatory caste system which is an integral part of this religion. The caste system divides Hindu society into four major groups, the Brahmins, the learned and the priestly class, the the Kashtariyas, the Kashtariyas, the Kashtariyas, the fighting and ruling class, the Vaisyas, the Vaisyas, the trading and the agriculture people, the Sudras, the lowest caste whose only business is to serve their superiors, and the and the Dalits or the untouchables who are outcasts because they do not belong to any of the original fourfold grouping, the Dalits or untouchables. They are untouchable because their touch is bound to pollute the other caste or is bound to pollute the other caste. Thus, they must remain at a sufficient distance from other caste. These groups are only the head of the very complicated social fabric of the Hindu society which contains about 2,800 unique communities. These castes are worlds apart from each other. This is one of the most outrageous manifestations of inequality now being practiced anywhere. One is born in one caste and dies in that caste. It is one which uh, even the present political system of India repudiates. This system was incorporated into the teachings of Hinduism during the time of Manu, during the heydays of the Brahman civilization. Since then, it has become an integral part of the Hindu socio-religious system. It has become more or less a hereditary system, subjugating the majority of the population, and is exploited by the minority ruling class to maintain its purity and superiority. Gustave Le Bon mentioned some of uh, Manos, one of the major authors of the Hindu teachings, the Vedas teachings. This law gave the Brahmins the distinction, superiority, and sanctity, and sanctity which raised their status equal to that of the gods. Anyone who is born Brahman is the noblest creature on earth. He is the monarch of all the created things, and his duty is to defend the Shastras the Hindu teachings that provides legitimacy to their power. Whatever is on the earth belongs to the Brahman, for he is the highest among all creatures. All things are for him. The Sudras have no rights whatsoever in Hindu society. They are considered lower than the, uh, than the uh, animals. A Sudra should never acquire property, even if he has the opportunity for 
In so doing, he is causing pain to the Brahmins. Nothing can be more honorable for a Sudra than to serve the Brahman. Nothing besides this can earn him any reward. A Sudra who assaults a higher, higher caste man is liable to lose the limp with which the assault is made. And so it goes on unceasingly condescending. The atonement for killing a dog, cat, the atonement for killing a dog, a cat, a frog, a lizard, a crow, an owl, and a sudra is the same. This extremely discriminatory system is not a thing of the past, but also it has its manifestations on a present-day politics. It would be extremely difficult to believe, accept, or adopt such an unjust, such an unjust system as a way of life, not to mention a global system for humanity. Four, capitalism. Capitalism is not a religion, but it has become a way of life that millions of people aspire to and uh, once achieved, defend with great enthusiasm. Millions of people have been fooled by the symbols of American capitalism, such as the Statue of Liberty welcoming every newcomer to the land of happiness and opportunity. However, it seems as if many people have forgotten the history of slavery, the plantations, and the Uh, The back uh, of the bus theory where blacks were not uh, allowed to sit uh, in the front seats of public transportation. In addition, of course, to the Red Indian massacres, the millions of Red Indians massacred by the Americans. Few capitalists seem bothered by the dire uh, consequences. Few capitalists seem bothered by the dire consequences of the unbridled pursuit of possessions and wealth such as escalating rates of crime, rape child and molestation or child molestation, battered women, drug addiction, covert and overt discrimination, homelessness and the calamity facing all people. Capitalism is not a religion but it has become a way of life that millions of people aspire to and once achieved defend with a great enthusiasm, unfortunately. As a result of unequal treatment and discrimination, the Afro-American community is facing a number of escalating problems. White America faces the same problem, but the alarming differences of a scale. Uh, Philipson, 1992, referred to the key investigator for uh, Phillips' Stokes Fund, Thomas uh, Jesse Jones, a Welsh-American who was closely associated with the policy of separate education for the blacks of the USA. The philosophy behind the policy of providing appropriate education for the black was formulated clearly at the turn of the century. On a purely discriminatory grounds, the black people were viewed as a lower race, fit for lower education and good for humble jobs. Uh, because they were not white. The white people are to be the leaders of the Caucasian. Uh, the Caucasian will rule, in, uh, will rule. The Negro is the opportunity. Uh, the white people are, the, are to be the leaders uh, of the Caucasian, and the Caucasian will rule, and the Negro is, and the Negro is the opportunity. Uh, has opportunity in the South. Time has proven that he is best fitted to perform the heavy labor in the southern states. He will willingly fill the more menial positions and do the heavy work at least 
at less wages than the American white man or any foreign race quoted uh, in uh, Berman 1982 180 and cited in Philipson 1992 in page 199 69% of all births of the African American community are out of woodlock 69 two-thirds of their children live in single parent homes about one-third of afro-american boys can expect to serve a jail or a prison sentence before the age of 16. four out of ten black males aged 16 to 35 are in jail in a prison on parole or are on probation the highest rates of drug consumption school dropouts and rape are found also among blacks 31 uh, Buchanan referred to this uh, Buchanan referred to this and similar statistics regarding minorities in an accusatory manner rather than trying to find out the real reasons behind such alarming statistics minorities that in the past faced slavery and extreme forms of brutality and discrimination are now and discrimination are now experiencing covert institutional negligence and discrimination little effort to restore equality and justice is evident Making retribution for the evil centuries and shameful history is studiously avoided, but uh, pinpointing fingers and blaming the oppressed is not. An unsuitable system at the local level can never meet the challenges of a complicated and diverse world. <coughs> Basically, capitalism results in economic inequality particularly for minorities and non-producing segments such as children and the elderly because of the great uh, changes that have taken place in america and other west other western societies during the last 100 years many so social problems have emerged the huge corporate invasion of family farms and small family centered enterprises have resulted in many socio-economic tensions Although the capitalist system as a way of life has provided material gains for a small number of individuals, large segments of society suffer, among them the senior citizens, single women, children born out of woodlock, and the non-white minorities. A common sight in downtown areas of American cities is the a common sight in downtown areas of American cities is the many elderly people among the homeless. A number of American sociologists forecast that the problems faced by the elderly will become even more severe in the near future. Declining uh, birth rates, declining birth rates, and increasing numbers of elderly people indicate that such trends will continue. It's expected that the elderly will soon constitute a large proportion of society. In 1900, people over 65 constituted 4%. Uh, people over 65 constituted 4% of the American population, 3 million people. By 1976, they compromised over 10% uh, of the populace, 22 million. It's projected that by 2030, there will be more than 50 million people over 65 in the United States, making about 17% of the population. This is not just an American problem. It is 
a capitalist problem caused because individual wealth is valued over all things, including people. According to the UN statistics on the, on the depopulation of capitals Europe in the year 2000, there were 494 million Europeans aged 50 to 65. That is projected to plunge to 360 that is projected to plunge to 365 million by 2050. However, the 107 million Europeans over 65 today will soar to 172 million in the same period. By that time, more than a third of Europeans' people will be over 60. Capitalism, in theory, calls for an equal treatment between all segments of society. In a practice, it can never provide the right mechanism to do so. It institutes a different type of rigid socio-economic caste, which results in segregation and unequal access to social health and educational services. The rights of the strong sectors of society are preserved, the young, the rich, the white, etc., while the rights of the weak sectors, women, children, elderly people, single parents, elderly people, etc., are overlooked. There is no point in discussing the topic of equality and communism here since it has been discredited and abandoned, abandoned by most of its own theoreticians and practitioners regardless of all rigorous modifications. It brought little or no good to the nations that have adopted it at the point of the gun, only the ills of poverty, backwardness, and misery. Capitalism is rooted in monopoly. The rich becomes richer, while the poor gets poorer. Otherwise, there will be no capitalism. The world is not in need for more global economical exploitations at the hands of the multinational capitalist companies. The dignity of the human has to be restored through a universal way of life that is not discriminatory and that views man the most dignified creature on earth. This will lead us to our final destination in search of the only universal system of life which is mankind's only hope for a non-discriminatory treatment. <clears throat> 5. Islam and Universal Equality Any system that assumes universal applicability should appreciate its followers' potentials and recognize their achievements regardless of their ethnic, racial, geographical, or socio-economic backgrounds. In other words, such a system should only evaluate their potential or their accomplishment and not what they have naturally been endowed with in terms of such as their color, race, country of origin, etc. Islam views people as equal. In fact, in Islam, inherent differences have a greater wisdom that is worthy of appreciation. The religion which views that all people are equal in the eyes of their creator is Islam and of his signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth and the diversity of your languages and colors indeed in that are signs for those of knowledge Quran chapter 30 verse 22 
Prophet Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, said, No Arab has any superiority over a non-Arab, nor does a white man has any superiority over a black man, or the black man any superiority over the white man. You are all the children of Adam, and Adam was created from dust, earth. Islam rejects all forms of superiority complex based on based uh, Islam rejects all forms of superiority complex. Uh, all of you come from Adam and Adam was created from dust. It's all based on all of you come from Adam and Adam was created from dust. The noblest among you before Allah is the most righteous. No Arab has any superiority over a non-Arab, nor does a non-Arab over an Arab. A white man has no superiority over a black man, nor does a black man over a white man, but righteousness is the criterion. Have I clearly conveyed the message the Prophet said in one of his, in his farewell speech? Have I clearly conveyed the message? O oh Allah, you are the witness. Let the one who is present here deliver the message to the absent ones. Professor uh, Rama Krishna Ro, a professing Hindu, quoted a Sarojini Nido or Nido, the greatest Indian poetess who spoke about how equality has been practiced in Islam by saying it was the first religion that preached and practiced democracy. For in the mosque, when the Adhan, the Muslim call to prayer, is sounded and the worshippers are gathered together, the equality of Islam is embodied five times a day when the peasant and the king kneel side by side and proclaim God alone is great. The great poetess of India continues, I have been struck over and again by this indivisible unity of Islam that makes a man instinctively a brother. When you meet an Egyptian, an Algerian, an Indian, and a Turk in London, Egypt is the motherland for one and India is the motherland for another. <clears throat> equality, equality as an uncompromised Islamic principle is not recognized as a mere slogan to aspire for. It is practiced on a daily basis through the five daily prayers where Muslims submit to God standing on straight lines with no distinction between them. The ultimate universal nature of Islam is exemplified during the Hajj pilgrimage where about three million Muslims from more than 70 countries gathered in one place with the same dress for the sake of pleasing God, Allah, and glorify and glorifying Him. All barriers, including that of race, color, language, and status, collapse. As some systems promote religious exclusiveness and discrimination, Judaism, Hinduism, Christianity, and yet others encourage economic, consequently social, inequality, capitalism, communism, and socialism. Only Islam is an all-embracing and, equa and equalitarian system. This leads us to a second comparison between Islam 
and other existing ideological systems in relation to tolerance, the second condition for any proposed world order, for any proposed world order. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah.